Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, March 23rd. My name is Javier Reyes, as always, your host of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll try to answer them here on the show. And also just follow the accounts. They're very fun. I like posting stuff on them. You get to get some memes every once in a while. And I hear that the kids these days, they're big fans of memes. I'm being joined by today for a special guest Monday. I usually do special guest Friday, but a Monday edition of a guest on the podcast. Returning face, or I guess voice, to the pod, Mr. Jake Mastriani, editor extraordinaire of many places and sites. But in terms of this podcast, the Friars on Base site, of course. Uh, how you doing, Jake? Hey, doing great, Howie. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, enjoyed our talk last time. Thought it was really nerdy and and padre e. I thought it was a lot of fun just getting into the weeds of things. And now with everything that's happened, I'm wondering, the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is what's it been kind of like running the site lately for you? What's it like being in, in the times we're in? What Has it affected the content strategies or anything like that? Uh, I mean, definitely. I mean, we're in a we're in a lull. Um, you know, there's not much uh, news to, to talk about or anything to report. No games, obviously, to to write about. So it, it's kind of tough. Definitely had to change the, the content strategy up. But, you know, we continue to, to put out stuff daily, uh, try to keep fans intrigued and, and interested uh, and keep coming back to the site. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's a, you know, I hate to make light of the situation, but it's a it's a depressing time as far as sports is concerned. Just. Um, not knowing exactly when when our favorite game is going to be played again. It's been tough, and we we don't know. It could be June. I would not be surprised if it's even further than that when we finally get to see baseball. And it's really a shame because when we talked about it in the last podcast, we were both kind of optimistic about the Padres this season and all the the young players they have and the the potential of guys like Mackenzie Gore and Luis Patino and and acquisitions like Tommy Pham and so on and so forth. And now it's just because of what's happened. Of course, it's very serious. And like you said, don't want to make light of the situation. This is affecting a lot more air, a lot more areas than just sports and what have you. But still, it's it's tough. And I know I certainly read Friars on Base like pretty much every day. I always like seeing the perspectives that you guys put out there. And I really think you guys do a good job. So good job on that. The big thing that I want to talk about, our big topic for today is you guys ran a little editorial on Fernando Tatis and his extension, which has kind of been based on what I've been following and whatnot, kind of a little mini subplot of spring training and what have you, of whether or not they should do this now or save it for the future or whatever. What is kind of your take on the whole situation? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's obviously I think I would like to see it get done. Um, you know, most would say that Tatis is going to be a superstar. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hate to really make that judgment off of half a year of baseball. And I know it's not just half a year of baseball. He he was, you know, a top prospect coming up, but half a year in the major leagues, um, you know, and and being honest that half in the major leagues is probably a a little inflated. He was, he was more than, than good. He was, he was outstanding. He was MVP caliber. I don't know if we can expect that all the time from him, um, but, but maybe we can. But, you know, what Ryan kind of talks about in his article talking about the extension is, you know, at least buying out those arbitration years and maybe one or two more seasons. Um, you know, we see the the Braves and really a lot of other teams do that as well. 
you know, they'll buy out those arbitration years and then they'll maybe try to get one or two years of free agency. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about somebody as, as young as Tatis, um, you know, he, he's 21, 20, 2021, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he'll still be in his prime age, you know, after his arbitration years, even if you uh, buy out a couple of free agency seasons. So I, I think at the very least, the Padres should look to do that. You know, something similar uh, that the Braves did with Acuna. I think they signed him mm-hmm. to, to eight or 10 years, like 100 million. Uh, kind of buying out, you know, his arbitration years and getting a couple of free agency years out of that as well. You know, at the very least, you know, I think they should do that, if not even make it even longer and try to make sure that he's a Padre for for life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's a little harder to do right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely would feel comfortable with them, you know, given given Tatis a Acuna-like deal um, and, and trying to, to lock him up and, and locking up that you know, the big thing for the team is locking in that salary so that you know what you, you have to work with. Uh, and that gives you a lot of flexibility elsewhere. Um, so I, I don't know if conversations, you know, are exactly ongoing or not, but I, I definitely hope that they are. I hope it's something that they're considering and talking about. And other mm-hmm. than rumors about it here or there, but, you know, with, with all of this, who knows what's going on right now? You know, maybe with the, with the Absolutely. postponement and the delay, you know, maybe it's giving them more time to talk and think about it. I, I don't know, but certainly something that I would like to see get done. And I know that on the site, there's been all types of things and talking about like, what is this? What does the delay mean for guys like Mackenzie Gore, who's the best pitching prospect in all of baseball? Of course, like we might okay. see him or like there's so many, there's so much uncertainty in baseball, just baseball. I mean, the world, obviously, too, of course. And, you know, but. In terms of baseball, there's just we've never had anything like this. I, I remember I was just asking my mom the other day, and she's just like, "No, I've this is I've never had anything like this, not even close to this, really, that I've experienced." And it's it's kind of crazy to think about. And with Tatis, I, I I should put this disclaimer out there. It is true. A lot of people might be looking at us and thinking, "Are you kidding me? This guy played like half a season. You guys are already talking about extending him." But I have to admit. It's, but it was one heck of a half season. I mean, what he did in half of the season last year was like a top 20 player, like in the entire league, possibly. And forget, and pitching included, like the guy's a stud. And he reminds me, I, I really think that he's one of those next stars that once the, immediately when they got in the league, they were good. This isn't like a, because most prospects, hey, they come up maybe when they're 25, 26, you know, and they could still be great, by the way. That's, there's no reason they can't be stars, but. When you have guys coming up this early, this young of an age, and they're already good, I just feel like the track record on them becoming the next faces of the league is pretty strong. Of course, I can imagine that maybe the Padres are not – they might be thinking what other people are thinking. They're like, we don't want to commit to this just yet. We want him to play at least a little bit for now. Let's see what season two looks like. But I think it's definitely a – Interesting conversation. I know that I would be ecstatic if they extended him just because he's awesome. And in my opinion, one of the most exciting young players in baseball. And I think if he weren't for the Padres, no offense to all the Friar Faithfuls out there, in a more big market, more covered team, I think that this guy would be uh, talked about even more than he is now. Yeah, no, I, and even so, I, I think he's still getting a lot of hype and, and attention. Yeah, true, uh, even, so, know, I, even I, so, even so. I would have loved to see what happened, you know, had he not got injured. I think he would have given Alonzo a run for his money for rookie of the year. And that would have, mm. you know, really put him on the, on the map uh, even more nationally. But 
you know, he's a, he's a face of the franchise type player. He's a recognizable player, somebody that, you know, is going to eventually, you know, carry weight throughout the league beyond all the commercials, beyond all the ads. You know, I, I think he's that type of player, can be that type of, of franchise player. Uh, so I, I think it's smart for the Padres to, to try and lock that up and make sure that, you know, he's here for the next seven, eight years. Absolutely. So now let's 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 transition now because everybody we, we know about the Tati stuff, right? Like at least we know about how good he is and whatnot. But and like we said, it's it's hard to speculate on what exactly is going on. I imagine safety is the most utmost concern right now. And I, I bet I mean, Pete, I imagine GMs are still thinking about this stuff. It's still their job and whatnot. But I can imagine the main thing right now is everybody's kind of secluded and quarantined and all that type of stuff. So we'll see how it plays out whenever the season ends up coming here but i have to ask you um i also saw some pieces that were going up about underrated players and underrated prospects what do you think are just some underrated stories and prospects going into the season whenever it ends up starting i think ryan uh sykes wrote that article you know he mentioned uh Bolanos in there and, and weathers you know mm-hmm. weathers is one you know I, I would certainly love to see him break out I, I don't know if it's going to happen, like like Ryan says, but, you know, a first round pick, you know, you would love to see him kind of live up to that potential uh, and be that guy. And certainly he's capable and, and has the ability to do so. You know, what what I worry about with all these prospects now is, you know, you got a half a season to try and to try and prove it. You know, if that mm-hmm. I'm assuming we get half a season. I, I don't know. But um you know, it's just so, so hard uh, to gauge, you know, what's going to happen there with, with such a short time. You know, a, a prospect that I've been high on myself and, and a lot of pe- other people have too, so it's not that, that big of a uh, underrated category, but, um, and that's Gabriel Arias. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we talked about him on the last we did, podcast. Yeah. You know, he was somebody that I was watching uh, in spring training games and, and he looked good. You know, I think most prospect lists have him, you know, right inside the top 10. Uh, and I think he could easily become a, a top five, maybe even top three prospect uh, for the Padres this year. Um, so he's somebody that that I've certainly, you know, got my eye on. Um, somebody that I think's maybe being a little underrated. For him, I think it's just because, you know, he's so young. Um, still has a lot to prove at the upper levels. Uh, but yeah, MLB.com has him ranked eight. You know, I think he could end up being uh, much higher. Um, you know, Drake, Jake Cronenworth is technically a prospect, mm-hmm. and, and I don't want to double on everything I talked about in our last podcast. Yeah, you're but, you're, you're really high on Jake Cronenworth. <laughs> I, I am, and, and he's had a good spring, too. I, I think he was going to make the roster. I had a actually had an article written up, you know, predicting – uh, the opening day roster before everything got shut down, and I had Cronenworth mm-hmm. in there. I think he's that good. I think he could ultimately become the everyday second baseman. You know, he's he's somebody that I'm I'm really high on as well. But yeah, I mean, other other than that, you know, you know, those are the the two big ones for me. Other than the ones that obviously Ryan mentioned in his his article with Weathers and Bolanos mm-hmm. and uh, Owen Miller. Miller didn't, you know, quite have the spring training yeah. I was hoping for from him, and obviously didn't get near as much time you know but i I could see him being a you know a utility bat off the bench you know and that's not a that's not a 
a dig or anything. That's a that's a good role to have. Um, and he could possibly, you know, start, you know, start at second base if you needed him to. But, you know, talking about Owen Miller, you know, I, I think he's kind of a forgotten guy in there with some of the other infield prospects. I think, you know, if he were to have a big year in 2020, then perhaps he could, you know, show or prove that he could take over that second base job. But, you know, like I was saying, it's really going to be hard to judge and evaluate these prospects this year because, you know, it could be such a short season. You know, some of them might try to, to press too much and, and do too much to, to make an impression in such a short time. So it's going to be really hard to evaluate it and judge these prospects this season. And, you know, you with, with guys like Cronenworth, I feel like my equivalent to that is I'm really high, high on uh, Taylor Trammell. I just think that he had, still has, some of the most interesting potential because the outfield, the center field spot especially, I feel like is just really up in the air when it comes to the Padres. So I'm not entirely sure what they're going to do with that. Um, sure, and he definitely had a, a good spring training too. I mean, a good showing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if he were to go back into the minors and do that for a month or two, you know, we could possibly see him up at the end of the season. It, mm-hmm. You know, if we have enough of the season. Obviously, this is spring training talk. They, but they were talking about how he adjusted his swing and everything, and it seemed to pay off. But again, everybody makes adjustments and moves in, in spring training. But like I said, if he if he goes back to the minors and does that, you know, he'll be up sooner rather than later and yeah he could fill that center field spot you know I think I said on here last time as well I I don't think there's a true center fielder on this team Mm. Um, so he could definitely become that absolutely man and before I let you get out of here we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up are there any other storylines that you feel like you are following or were following that have to do with the Padres or just baseball in general no, I mean, everything's about, you know, uh, this, this virus right now and, and keeping up with it. We're going to we're going to start doing a, a daily article, trying to looking at a number for each day that we're, we're without baseball and correlating it to the Padres. And then also giving you a, oh, yeah. an update, hoping to see that the, the numbers of the virus going down, but also just looking at storylines for players, what they're doing during the, the break. And, you know, are they still working out? Have they gone back home or? Uh, what's going on? I mean, that's really the only storylines to to follow at the moment, uh, as well as kind of mixing in some historical stuff. Uh, I know Ryan put out a, a top 10 position players and team history article today as well. So we'll start doing uh, a lot of that as well to try to, like I said, keep fans in, engaged and, and interested during this during this break here. That's a really good idea with the number thing. I'm really uh, looking forward to see what you guys do with that. Uh, I'll definitely be checking the site on that, but any last words you want to say, anything you want to plug? No, like just, uh, you know, keep going to, to priors on base. Like I said, we'll, uh, we're going to keep putting out daily content, you know, trying to give you guys something to, to read, get excited about as we, you know, kind of wait things out here. Um, so make sure you do check us out on at priors on base and make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Friars on base. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at shortstop ball. Well said, Jake. I like this. This was great. This was the, I, I maybe I'm, I'm being a little bit too ahead of myself by saying the empire strikes back of podcast. It was <laughs> the great, a great sequel to your first time being on the podcast. I really enjoyed it and hopefully many more to come and certainly know that there's going to be a lot of time between baseball and now. So I'm certain we'll probably be talking right. again soon. Yep. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on hobby. For sure, man. So that's it, guys, for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves, always and forever, no matter the circumstances and conditions that are on right now, we'll be making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you got get your podcast from, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, 
or Google Podcasts. I always say Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, what have you. And until next time, stay faithful and stay safe, my Friday Faithful homies. See you next time.